You are listening to the 15th episode of Talk and Rock with GMH. Let's talk and rock. It's Talk and Rock with GMH. Welcome to the podcast where we talk rock. I'm your host, GMH. Um, and thank you so much for tuning in to the 15th episode. All right, so the song of the podcast or the song of the week um, is Dr. Feel Good by Motley Crue. So this is probably my um, favorite Motley Crue song. Um, I was actually supposed to see them this year on their stadium tour, but of course that got canceled. Um, but this is, I mean, a great song. Um, I mean, great guitar hook, and then it comes in with the drums. A very powerful, um, I guess, and like, fast, faster and, like, more upbeat song. Um, yeah, I really like Motley Crue. Um, this is a really fun song, and yeah, I highly recommend uh, you listen to this one. So today, uh, we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, we have two, I'm going to be playing two different interviews. So we have, um, the first one is with a musician who just, uh, released his first album, Tragic Nostalgia. Uh, his name is, uh, Jared Adams. And he's a local Winnipeg musician. Um, so yeah, that's the first interview. And this, these are both totally different interviews. And the second one is with um, lead singer and one of the guitarists of the Swedish um, touring metal band Enforcer. Um, for their past few albums, they've been working with Nuclear Blast. Um, they've also been touring around the world. And yeah, it's a really cool interview. And... It is the first interview on this podcast with somebody who lives outside of Canada and somebody out who lives outside of North America. So, um, so this guy's uh, Swedish. His name's uh, Olaf uh, Wickstrand. Hey guys! So today our first special guest on the podcast is Jared Adams. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, how long have you been a musician for? Um, I guess like really started playing music when I was about 15. I picked up the guitar for the first time. So that's like, uh, how old am I now? I don't know, like 17 years, I guess. <laughs> and, um, who are some of your biggest inspirations? Uh, biggest inspirations. It, it kind of varies occasionally. Um, in terms of like when I first got into like playing guitar and playing music, yeah. uh, one of the bands that got me into it initially was Our Lady Peace. Okay. Um, I guess I take a lot of inspiration from a lot of like Canadian music, I guess, and a lot of like uh, indie bands and stuff. I don't really listen to too many like bigger name international acts, but yeah, stuff like that. Uh, and what are some of the coolest experiences that you've ever had as a musician? Um, one of the things that like always stands out to me was like years ago, my band, like one of the first bands I was in, we played um. I battled the bands at the place called Coyotes, which used to be a Chuck E. Cheese, which I have no idea what it is now, but something. Yeah. Um, anyways, we played the show there and we, uh, we like the, the band we were at the time was, we were all about yeah. like gimmicks and stuff. So we kind of, we all came out dressed in like hoods and stuff as like Jedis. And we started like with um, the Star Wars theme song was like how we opened our set. Yeah. And uh, I know, I guess everyone was really into that and like crowded up near the stage and it was like super awesome because we were playing there and, it was like the first time I remember playing and having like the connection between the band and the audience. And it wasn't just like the band playing for the audience. It was kind of like this sort of shared musical experience. Right. And uh, to me, that always stands out as one of my like favorite music experiences. And it's kind of like, 
it's sort of like the dragon that I constantly chase now to try to like always have that feeling again at a show. You don't, you know, sometimes you right. don't always get that, but it's sort of what I go after a lot. And have you always been uh, going solo or was that, was that new? No, that's new. So I've um, been playing in bands for years. Right. And then uh, a few years ago, Alex Kozov, who's the bass player in the band I play in Cub by Numbers, yeah. he also played on my solo record, played piano on it. Um, anyways, a few years ago, we were sitting at the Cavern, which is now, I guess, called the Underground or whatever. Um, and I can't remember what we were talking about, but at some point the conversation got to like, we were talking about me and Alex is like, you know, Jared, you always have like this tragic nostalgia about you. And I was yeah. like, stop, stop. Like, that's it. That's, that's going to be the name of my first solo record. Huh. And, uh, so it kind of started, I guess, as like a bit of a joke. Um, but then I, I, I as the years went on, I started, started writing songs. I was like, this would be good on that album. This would be good on that album. And I kind of had this theme of like nostalgic stuff on the album. Yeah. And so eventually I had all the songs together and I was like, okay, you know what? I got to just like, I actually should record this album. So like about last spring, like 2019, I just sort of sat down and demoed all the songs and it kind of just went from there and eventually recorded it. Well, um, congratulations uh, on the album. Could you tell us a little bit more um, about it? Sure. Um, so the album's kind of, uh, as I was mentioning before, it's sort of like a theme of nostalgia. So all the songs kind of have some sort of like reference to things that I'm like nostalgic for. And I guess it's yeah. kind of like... Um, since it's tragic nostalgia, it's not really like, not that it's not like a positive album, but I guess the view is sort of the concept of kind of holding on to the things you knew when you were younger and sort of not letting yeah. that slide and be able to sort of keep that mentality, I guess, and not like just become old and, you know, working a 40 hour work week and going home and doing nothing sort of thing. <laughs> so it does, the album does uh, have a bit of a theme to it. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, there's some songs that are kind of outliers that sort of don't fully fit the nostalgic theme, but yeah. for the most part, it's like, the, 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 there was a concept to it. There's sort of like, everything's got a hint of nostalgia and there are some like lyrical motifs that kind of reappear throughout the album here and there. Right. So yeah, it, it is sort of, it's, yeah, there's no songs about like trying to solve world hunger or anything like that. It's more about my sort of inner uh, emotions, right. I guess. Uh, so where did you uh, record that album? I recorded it at a private ear studios with uh, John Paul Peters. So it's, um, you know, there's, there's tons of options in the city and around the city yeah. for studios and stuff, but it's kind of like all the rates are the same. And I was kind of looking at some studios outside the city that are cheaper. And it's like, you know, I really want to record with JP. And it's like, by the time I would go somewhere cheaper anyways, it'd probably end up costing me more if it's outside the city. Right. So I just decided, you know what, like I'm going to spend the money on it. It's one of the like more expensive studios, but it's like it, to me, it was worth it. Cause I think the album ended up sounding like fantastic. And uh, JP really knows his stuff when it comes to like engineering and producing and mixing. Like he can take my sort of half-assed, half-finished uh, demo ideas and turn them into something awesome. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so what was it like to uh, record there, and who did you record with? Like what what musicians? What other musicians played on that record? Right. So. Um... Uh, a couple of the guys from Cal by Numbers, which is the other band I play in, um, Jesse Miller played drums on that, and Alex Koza played piano. Uh, and then I had my friend Brian, who I actually played in bands with like back in high school years ago. He right. played bass on the album. And then um, I had a guitar player named Billy, who uh, was recommended by a friend of mine to me, and he was absolutely awesome. He came and played some lead stuff and some rhythm stuff on the album. And then, nice. yeah, I recorded with uh, JP. And yeah, it's just, it's awesome to record there because it's like, I knew that I didn't want to like do a self-recorded thing because it's just, it, it takes away from the creativity because you're constantly thinking about like the production as well. 
So I knew that I wanted to have someone else sort of do all the production stuff. And that's why I decided to go into like a bigger studio. And I think it was definitely a smart idea because I don't think I could have made it sound that good myself. (laughs) Uh, Do you have any advice for beginner musicians? I think the the advice I would give would be just sort of like keep at it and don't um don't get lost in all the the, the like the business end of it. It's like that's kind of the problem I've had recently yeah. and in previous years. You get so caught up in like, um, am I doing the right stuff on social media? Am I talking to the right people? Am I going to the right shows and all this crap? And it's sort of like the trick is don't you got to do some of that but you also can't forget about your music you know you got to actually like really focus on the creativity part of it and writing good songs and stuff and i think that's sort of the advice i would give is just if you like making music keep at it like don't uh don't get deterred uh you'll you'll write some shitty songs i've written shitty songs but you know you also write good songs too so sort of just keep at it no matter uh how much it might bring you down sometimes so more on uh songwriting what's your songwriting uh process like so for me, it's mostly like I sit with an acoustic guitar and just sort of like strum some chords or find uh, like a, a riff to play or something and then kind of figure out some lyrics to go with it. Um, right. and, I, and I've tried to like write in other ways. Like actually the other night I was talking to um, some of the guys who played on the album and they've done like some more electronic recording. Um, right. And Brian actually, he was saying that he doesn't even like use like a MIDI keyboard or anything. He just sits at his laptop and kind of puts the notes in on the grid on the MIDI track and it's yeah. doesn't even like play it and then just plays it back and listens to it that way, I guess. And I, I've tried to do stuff like that, but I find that so it's just not what I'm used to, I guess. Cause I've spent like the last, like I said, like 17 years writing songs this one way and not really tried to do anything right. other, other ways. Um, and I did like, there's one song in the album called tides. that has like a drum machine. I guess that's the most sort of uh, electronic experimentation I've done, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do a bit more of it, but it's not what I'm used to. I'm more used to like just sitting with an acoustic guitar or electric guitar and writing songs that way. Yeah. Um, so what are some of your favorite songs, uh, to play in general? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I do like playing a lot of my stuff, obviously, <laughs> but, um, uh, I guess in terms of like, if I was playing covers or whatever, I, I do like a lot of 90s stuff. Um, playing a lot of like Weezer or Foo Fighters, Pearl yeah. Jam, stuff like that. Actually, yeah, Pearl Jam is probably one of my favorite bands to sort of like just if I'm at home playing some songs by myself to kind of just tear through some of those songs because they're really um, the guitar parts are kind of cool and the vocals are always like these really good lyrics and kind of uh, got a lot of aggression to them. So it's really fun to sing that sort of stuff. Right. Uh, and um, have you ever been? Have you ever been part of... Oh, sorry. So you put out uh, the single Wild at Heart uh, before the album came out. Uh, what made you decide to pick that song out of all of so, them? Okay, yeah. It's actually a, kind of a funny story behind that song. Um, when I wrote it years ago, and I guess when I was sort of like writing all the songs for the album, I kind of thought that that song would be the first single. I just thought it was sort of like a accessible sort of song. Like it wasn't right. too out there. as sort of... Um, I don't want to say like generic, but you know, it's like a song that people could easily relate to, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so I originally, that one was going to be the, the single, which is why it was, I sequenced it first on the album. Um, but then as I was recording it and stuff and rehearsing with the band, the band was kind of like, Oh, we actually like this other song bright. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like maybe that should be the first single. Yeah. And then I decided to actually release as I was going to release as the first single. And then I was going to film a video for it uh, in early April but of yeah. course, at that point, you know, the pandemic sort of hit and everything went to lockdown. So I couldn't shoot this video for it. 
Um, but luckily, while we were recording the album, I had a friend of mine who's in there filming some stuff for us. And yeah. so he actually made a music video for Wild at Heart. And I was like, okay, well, this is great. I have the music video for it. And this song was originally going to be the first single anyways. So now it, it is going to be the first single. So it's kind of just sort of the serendipitous moment where it kind of wasn't going to be the first single. Now it came back to being the first single off the album. Right. I guess more just out of the fact that I you know, had all the material. to. I actually, like when he originally showed me the video for it, I was like, I don't know when I'm ever going to release this video. Like I have no idea because it wasn't really on my original plan because I had the other song planned and yeah, now it's out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we wrap up this uh, interview, is there anything else that you would uh, like to add or anything that I didn't really talk about? Uh, I, I'm not sure. No, I don't think so, I guess. No? Okay. And then... Um, and where can people find uh, all your music and more about you? So probably like the easiest way would just be go to tragicnostalgia.ca. Um, but I'm also on Facebook at Jared Adams Music. Instagram is also Jared Adams Music. And then I guess just uh, the albums on Spotify and Apple Music and all that stuff. So you can just search my name there. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for coming on uh, the podcast. It was great having you. And uh, yeah, keep up with the great music. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. No problem. Now to the next interview. Um, we have an interview with the lead singer and one of the guitarists of uh, the Swedish metal band, um, Olaf Weekstrand. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. So first off, how long have you been playing music for? Uh, for nearly 100% of my life. Okay. So uh, when did you start playing guitar? Um... Like, I think I've always been been playing guitar more or less, but I started to take like guitar lessons when I was about like nine, nine ten years something. But mm -hmm. I'm from a very musical family, so we've we've always been having instruments okay. around. So it's always been very accessible. And uh, who are some of your biggest inspirations in music? Now or growing up? Both. <laughs> Growing up, I, I guess, uh, like very early on, I got into like the heavy metal scene. And at that point, it was like a lot of like commercial heavy metal that was popular in the late 80s. Like, yeah, like Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden, that kind of stuff. Um, so I think I got into that at a, like four or five or something. And it's never really been mm -hmm. anything than that. But I've been into lots of different music, like musical faces throughout my life anyway. So it's been, yeah. it's been that plus, yeah, pretty much everything. Um, so how long has uh, the band Enforcer been together for? Uh, I don't know. I think we, I think we, we released the first demo in um, 2005, which makes it 15 years this year. Mm. And uh, how did you guys form? Well, basically, it was like uh, we come from a very small city in Sweden. Mm -hmm. We're all playing together, like a bunch of people, different constellations, different bands, different types of music. And, yeah. Uh, so uh, we were we were having like a thrash death metal band, and we used to like cover songs by Exciter and Venom. And somehow mm -hmm. that sprung the idea of me like writing that type of music rather than like thrash and death metal, who was a little bit more popular at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I eventually took this thing. I wrote a couple of songs, like came up with a with a concept, and uh, yeah, eventually, like like it became enforcer. And afterwards, I I got into I I I brought in like my friends from these other bands to to join me in this like band project. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are some of the coolest experiences that you've had as a musician or with your band? I don't know. Uh, we've done a lot of <clears throat> a lot of stuff, like these fifteen years that would <laughs> the prop would like amaze me if you asked me fifteen years ago. Um, you know, you, you don't really see see that point once you're like into it. But um, like I said, the, the biggest achievement is that we're still that we're still going after fifteen years. We have like. Mm-hmm full-length albums out and one live album and like a bunch of singles and EPs. So we've been, we've been quite mm-hmm. for 15 years. Yeah. And uh, how awesome is it to um, tour as a band? Uh, no, it's pretty fun. And I would even go like go so far to say that it's been like contributing to form my entire person, you know, seeing the world, Mm-hmm. We, we, we've been touring in like 45 countries all together seeing the world getting to know people in every corner of the world you know it really gives you a, like a perspective on things on a personal level mm-hmm. um so yeah um do you have any advice for beginner musicians yeah I, a lot of advice i would say mm-hmm. um, like, but, but if we're talking like beginner band musicians, mm-hmm. I don't know, believe in your idea. Don't listen to what people say about your stuff. Like go your own way mm-hmm. and really do it 100% and do stuff to 100%. That's like another great, great advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go all the way. Otherwise it's going to be really hard to like stand out in the, in the, yeah. Um, and what is your band's songwriting process like? Um, I think it's always different. Um, but usually it's like somebody has this like song structure idea or an idea about how, um, a song with a certain sound, for example, and then you, you work Mm out, um, like a basic basic skeleton of a of a of a song before you take it to the rehearsal place and, and put it mm-hmm. together with the other people you know with the band mm-hmm. write songs without any like without a good idea i think and that's the most important thing is the mm-hmm. idea. um and you guys have been working with uh, nuclear blast right yes for the previous three albums we have yeah, so how has that been? Uh, it's been okay. Um, yeah. And um, so what is, the, uh, what is the recording process like for your band, and how did you guys record most of your music? Uh, we have... Um, actually, we've been, um, we've been recording most of our albums by ourselves. Um, <laughs> I've been working with like audio engineering and so has the drummer of the band. Mm-hmm. We have that. I'm producing 
a lot of other music like for a living also so mm -hmm. yeah so that's what we've been doing we've been doing it on our own for a while. Mm -hmm. and uh, as of right now are you part of any other um bands or musical groups no not really i i you know i'm, I'm work i i can if i'm doing something i do it's 100 so i i mm -hmm. energy or any or or like any to do anything else at this point mm -hmm. um yeah and have you had any like really cool shows as a band um that you've played uh yeah we play shows all the time mm -hmm. um and what are some what, what is your favorite uh enforcer song to play live uh, i don't know i think all of them mm -hmm. like I don't have any favorite song or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, really great. Otherwise, it would be totally used to do them. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah. So, is there anything else that you would like to add before we wrap up the interview? I don't know. It's, you you're asking the questions. I don't. Know. <laughs> um, so, where can people find you on social media and stuff? Um, Uh, I guess Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, wherever, wherever we're. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast. Uh, it was a pleasure having you. And yeah, I really like Enforcer and yeah. All right. Uh, thank you so much to our two special guests, um, Jared Adams, who just put out his uh, first album, Tragic Nostalgia. You can find it uh, everywhere. Um, so make sure to go listen to that. And also thanks to um, Olaf from Enforcer. Go listen to his, uh, to his band Enforcer. Um, I, I mean, their music is super exciting. Um, uh, he's an amazing vocalist. And yeah. All right. Um, thank you so much for tuning into the 15th episode. I'm GMH signing off. Let's talk and rock. It's talking rock with GMH.